Hi everybody and welcome to another episode of Two Bourbons and the Truth with your hosts, Chad and Dave. How you doing? This is Chad. I'm Dave. And this is Two Bourbons and the Truth. Welcome. Welcome. Uh, we're looking at 113.22. That's right. You know, it's a brisk day out. <laughs> About to turn colder, too, I heard. Yeah. Well below zero. Yeah, I think tomorrow's supposed to be really cold. It is. And tomorrow night. Yeah, so in the negative digits, so that's not good. This is basically our third podcast that we're doing. Uh, two Bourbons and the Truth is a is a uh, podcast uh, Chad and I came up with uh, where we're going to feature a bourbon, whiskey, scotch, what have you, uh, at the beginning of our podcast, and... Describe what we think, what we like about it. Yeah, how it smells. Yep, all that. And And then go into some everyday topics. That's our whole, um, what we're doing here. Yeah. So hopefully uh, people will catch on and we're having fun doing it and hopefully people will be entertained. Yeah, hopefully we entertain people and have fun along the way. That's what we're trying to do. Correct. So what are we drinking tonight, Dave? We are actually, we've, Chad and I actually probably emptied a couple bottles of this in the past. Uh, it's a monkey shoulder. Um, it's actually a scotch whiskey. Um, scotch as um, bourbon or scotch kind of sewers know come from the Scot- Scotland. Right. And um, you can go ahead. It comes from the Speyside. Yeah, it comes from, you know, Speyside over in uh, Scotland. And this is a blended malt. So there's, you know, which we- isn't. Which you is know, very unique. Very unique because it's usually blends are usually for whiskey. Right, grain. Yep, grain. Grain. Yep. You know, corn. So this actually is a blend of malt. Malt. Scotches. Correct. Yeah, scotch well, usually scotch is just straight up, you know, whatever they put in it, their peat, their malt. That's and, right. You know, and that's what it is. But this is a blend, and this uh, monkey shoulder was actually made for mixing. That's right. You know, so. this uh, this uh, this. Um, Scotch whiskey, it's great all by itself, I think. Um, I think so, too. But it's actually uh, their, uh, what they were trying to um, come out with a, a mix whiskey to mix with, to make mixed drinks. Mixed drinks, correct. Get into that market more than their higher level uh, Scotch whiskeys, malt. Um, I like it. It's citrusy. Um, yeah. I like the, I, it's, it. I don't taste any alcohol notes like raw alcohol notes. No. Um, it's citrusy. It, um, it's kind of sweet to me. Yeah, it's kind of sweet. Um, it smells, you know, like they say it, it smells like butter. You know, it like, does. You know, like yeah. butter you could put on popcorn. Yeah. Uh, a little bit of caramel in there. Yeah. But, uh, uh, I, I, I can't see anybody uh, taking a whiff of this and thinking that it's uh, not doesn't smell good. Right. It does. It yeah, really it, smells good. And it tastes great, too. It, uh, you know, it has a really uh, a smooth, there's no really bite to it. Right. Um, nope. It's smooth, it's caramely. And that's what it was basically made for, for the mixed drinks. Correct. And, uh, you know, at 30 to $40 a bottle, depending on where you're at, where you're at in the country, um, I think it's a great value. Well, I think it's yeah. I mean, the bottle looks cool. Bottle um, looks cool. It's the, the monkey shoulders kind of unique. Uh, I was reading up on it a little bit, and uh, but you know this goes back um, decades and decades, um, hundreds of years. Um, the the monkey shoulder name came from the the men that worked in these malt barns that would when they uh, were drying out the malt they would f- flip it with shovels and. It was so heavy 
that they would get a strained injuries in their shoulders and their shoulders would hang lower and it almost look like a monkey arm. So right, they say, oh, yep. he's got the monkey shoulder. You know that. So <laughs> you must work over it. Uh. <laughs> these days, OSHA wouldn't allow that, so that's right. not an issue anymore. I think over there, but back then it was. Back then, yeah. yeah. You know, so like a, you know, that's where monkey shoulder right. actually came from. The term. So I yeah. thought it was kind of neat. Uh, yeah, it's to, kind of a good uh, you know way to. <laughs> Name your product, you know, by the injuries of men that actually made it. They sacrificed their shoulders right. for us. What are we going to call this? Uh, you know, monkey shoulder. And if, you right. try, and if you've uh, tried any other uh, malt uh, scotch whiskeys, um, just like the Glenlivet, and this is right that region that comes from. Right. It's just a, yep. it's a, it's a down step from what they'd normally do, and it's basically for mixing, like, like we said. Yeah, and- uh, you know, in Scotland, they have, uh, you know, they have usually four different regions mm-hmm. that they, you know, make. There's hundreds of different, you know, scotch makers, but there's four That's the only way you can regions. call it scotch. Correct. Right. That's the only place that you can call scotch is Scotland. Right. That's it. No other place can call it, you know, I mean, right. you know, if you go to Ireland, it's still whiskey. America's whiskey. Right. Japanese is whiskey. But the only place is Scotland for scotch. Tennessee, Kentucky, moonshine. Yeah, <laughs> depending on what. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. But uh, there's, you know, we'll have to get into some other scotches, but there's uh, other scotches in uh, southern Scotland that, uh, that I mean, just what they use, it smells like a campfire. It tastes like a campfire. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's from very, the peat. From the peat and, yeah, you know, the smoking. whatever yeah. they have in that region of Scotland. Uh, this sounds to me like it's a good trip for us, Chad. I, I think we should head to Scotland. Yeah, I've been how, this, how, how long do we need for this tour? Maybe a couple weeks? Uh, 12 days, you know. Okay. Um, I know. Uh, I, I'm all for it. A couple it. years ago, we were in Scotland, me and my wife. And, yeah. Uh, we've seen, you know, a bunch of stuff. But uh, we went to a whiskey place that showed you how whiskey's made and everything right, like that. Right, great. You know, real interesting. Mm-hmm. I'd love to do that. Yeah, so, I think that'd be great. It'd yeah. be a great trip. Yeah. Well, you're the boss. All so, right. so yeah. Can we yeah. have the days off? Sure, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> All righty. Let's go in the summer, though. Yeah. So, um, yeah, monkey shoulder. Um, I give it a thumbs up. Yeah, I, I, I thumbs do. up. I would say out of uh, um, out of all the whiskeys and scotches, you know, a rating one to ten, I'd give it a good solid seven. Yeah, I think know? so too. I'm I'm there with you, seven. Yeah. Um, you know, and and also what we're trying to do here is um, monkey shoulder. I think is maybe the top of it, uh, but we're trying to pick out craft um, uh, craft distilleries uh, in these coming months that we're doing this. Um, we can go to the high end, the the name brands, but yeah, we want to uh, sample some of these that these great people in these distilleries uh, single. Single uh, distilleries, yeah, towns. kind of a mom and yeah. pops, you yep. know, operation that yep. you know. I mean, they started there's out some really great small. ones out there. Oh, really good. Ones. I mean, we've had them. Chad yeah. and I, we've uh, sampled some great uh, scotches, great whiskeys, bourbons uh, that were all uh, fam- mom and pop uh, yeah. distilleries, right? You know? you know, and they started real small. They're still pretty small, but you know, they're making a great yeah. product. Well, they they put a lot of labor of love into it. Yeah. Um, 
Whereas the big ones, they still can do that, but it's so mass produced that it's just not right. You know, you know when you look at you know these guys might have five hundred barrels, they have right. fifty thousand barrels. Exactly. You know, so it's a, exactly a little bit different when you're on that scale. Yeah, but um, yeah, uh, like I like I said at the beginning, uh, we've already had a few bottles of this <laughs> yeah. in the past, and I'm sure we'll have more. Right. You know, and, and that goes to um, you know the the price of whiskey or scotch or whatever is to me what i've tasted i've tasted very expensive scotch and i've tasted monkey shoulder which isn't expensive at all Mm -hmm. and i would have to say you know some is a little bit you know a little bit smoother but for the money right you know if you're talking you know two three hundred dollars a novice like myself i i yeah i'm good with it you know my palate i guess isn't you know trained enough yet we uh, will. It will get trained. Yeah, you know, trained enough yet to say, well, yeah, that's a $300 bottle, you know. <laughs> yeah. That's a $30. That's Kessler's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Kessler's. Plastic yeah. bottle with a screw top. Yeah, anytime you have a screw top, that's probably the stuff to stay away <laughs> yeah. from. Or a plastic bottle. Yeah, or a plastic bottle. Yeah. You know, if you can drop it and it doesn't break well, you yeah. got problems. If it don't make a thump noise when you pull the top off, then yeah. you should be drinking it. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, the, the good ones usually have a cork. That's right. You know, <laughs> that's right. So, um, you know, uh, I think we should move on. Um, we'll get into what, our topic yeah. this evening. What do you think? Yeah. Um, it's a new year. You know, lots of things are going on. People are trying to find their way. Yep. Um, we uh, Last podcast, uh, we talked about some resolutions, uh, what m- people that make them, people that break them, why we make them. Things of that nature. Right. One of the big, I think, um, every year, as far as um, resolutions, Chad, is that a monkey shoulder cork coming out? <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> is um, is fitness? You know, uh, fitness um, has people. Whether you want to lose weight, whether you want to gain weight, whether you want to get heart healthy, whether you want you know what your is fitness your is a big is, is a fit and we talked about that too that yeah. resolutions are right. basically goals and that I think one of the biggest resolutions out there is you know anytime anywhere across the U.S. you look in the gyms what's going to be the busiest oh, time yeah. January and that's when people make their resolutions right. now can you continue doing it because fitness yes. is a hard one to make a resolution with because it's probably one of the easier ones to break right. You know, if you're not new to resolutions, you might want to start something little. Yeah, you might first. want to. You and know, see if you can actually. I'm going to quit picking my nose that day right. or something. Well, you know. one of the biggest things I think with fitness, like, and if it's if you're going to go to a gym, for one, the memberships are pretty pretty pricey at first. They they right. you know they usually pay a year. Am I right? Maybe six months. Uh, yeah, or you know you can pay monthly, yeah. but you know it's going to cost you more. But. Yeah, but they're pretty expensive, so yeah. that's a reason it's to a keep commitment. going. Right. Uh, for commitment. one, yep. but you really your commitment should be in your mind that what the reason you're actually doing it right. um, is to probably live longer, um, maybe lose weight. Um, fitness to me, you know, you know is um, when you exercise. I don't think it's a, a secret that you feel better, mm-hmm. uh, not only physically but I think mentally too. Right, it releases dor- endorphins and yeah, you know, I mean, and um, I guess if you guys can meet myself. And Chad, uh, Chad's been in fitness pretty much his whole life. Yeah, probably 30 uh, years. Yeah, 30 uh, years every day. 
maybe not weekends, but he does stuff on the weekends still. But he's, uh, every day he's in the gym uh, weightlifting um, and cardio. So he's totally fit. I mean, he's 6'5", and he's fit. I mean, if you could see him, you would understand. Whereas I, you know, I've been, you know, I have genetics in my family that I'm predisposed to some issues, but I'm also, you know, some bad habits that I need to break. And I'm at back at the gym, too. So people have different reasons. Right. For Everybody going. Does. Yeah. For fitness, anyways. Yeah. Um, you know. Mine's more, you know, I mean, it's, it's to be healthy, but mine's more to, you know, put on muscle. Right. You know, I used to be, you know, 6'5", 130 pounds, you know, 30 years ago, and now I'm 6'5", 230. That's right. So I put on, you know, 100 pounds of muscle. You're right, and I, you know? I agree. <laughs> I remember you back then. So um, fitness is a good thing. Yeah. I mean, yeah. there's nothing wrong with fitness. No. And it's, it's, but it's easy to break. It's easy to break. Because um, it is work. Well, then you... <laughs> I think once you get a routine down, but you also have to look at the media. So you look at the media and you see someone like that. Well, God, you know, he looks, you know, great or she looks great. Yeah, but there's a lot that, you know, there's a lot that goes into that. You look at a bodybuilder or something like that. I would say any top bodybuilder, they're not healthy. They do more drugs than you can shake a stick at. I mean, and I'm not talking, yeah, the, you know, like cocaine and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, the ones you see. They're doing steroids, uh, growth hormone. They're doing, um, you Is know, that, that's as prevalent? I know that used to be an issue back when but are they are the drugs they're taking now just as bad as they were worse and and you want to say like 70s maybe into the 80s you know bodybuilders pretty much did testosterone so they did different levels of testosterone they did some peptides or whatever different stuff but now they're taking insulin insulin is the most catabolic thing you can take but once when you take insulin what do you have to do as soon as you take insulin you got to eat so that's how they get so big. So if you've got a guy that's 5'9", 310, that's how he's getting so big. He's taking insulin. He's taking growth hormone. Right. You know, let's say an average person, an average person that, say, in their 50s, when your testosterone level goes down and stuff like that, a doctor might put you on maybe 200 micrograms, of, you know, or milligrams a week. These guys are taking 10,000 yeah, just in testosterone. I mean, it's, it's 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 just obvious to me that that's not right. No, it's and not healthy. You, you would think that they would think the same thing, right? And well, so, what is the what is the reasoning for it that they you know because they, they got to know well, that's not good. for Well, them. I know, but it's it's comes down to it. I mean, I have it. It's bigamorphia. So when you start getting big, you want to stay big, right? You know, because your your fear of you know getting small again and people going, God, you know, you're kind well. Of don't you have a fear of it doing damage to your body to where you couldn't exercise um, anymore? I think in the back of your mind you do, but at the time I would think that uh, you know, I mean, living I, for the moment, sort right? Of. I've never been on mass quantities of steroids, so I can't right. you know speak for them. But I would think they're just hey, you know, I don't, I don't care because we all know. I mean, we got the legends out there like Arnold Schwarzenegger, right. yeah, and um, Lou Ferrigno, Lou Ferrigno, you know, I mean, the, but there's. Countless ones that I'm sure that that side of the world that the body the fitness bodybuilding anyways right um, is full of of um, sad stories. Well, you know it's it's no uh, you know when you take a mass amount of, of testosterone, cholesterol. So what do all these guys have? They always have a heart problem or something to do because I mean it just. When you take testosterone, it raises your cholesterol, your LDL levels, and everything. And a lot of times, with those guys, it, to me, it just ends badly. It, right, and it's going to end one day. Yeah, how's it going to end? Right, 
You know, like you, you know. say, you got the the, um, when you're the syndrome the, of the staying big, but yeah. eventually you got to say, you know, I'm going to lower this down to just to keep what I got. That's it. Well, then, you know, I mean, you have to keep, you know, can, if you take mass quantities of uh, testosterone, pretty soon your body just doesn't make it anymore. Okay. You know, it just doesn't. It shuts it off. Yeah. Because as soon as you overdo, let's say your body makes 150 milligrams a week and you're putting three to 400, <clears throat> it doesn't need to make it. So once you shut that off, at a certain point, it just will never do it again. And so, and so, and everybody's body is different. So, yeah. some may put out lots of testosterone. Right. Some may not put out any. Exactly. So it's all everything's different. Uh, right. That's why you'll see. You know, I mean, when you see the top bodybuilders, let's say there's thirty. You know, on the Olympia stage, right? There might be forty thousand. You know, bodybuilders out there trying to get on the Olympia stage, but there's only very few. You know that can do that. You know they take whatever they take, and their body, right. you know, their receptors react to that, and they grow muscle. I mean, they're just they're they're made for that. You know. And typically, am I right or wrong that if you're going to start bodybuilding, you usually do it start young. Yeah. It's not a middle aged man that's going to start it. No, it's I mean, a you lifelong. Could. You could. I mean, but um, you know, for the most part, if you're going to you know, if you're serious about it, you're going to have to start. And the biggest thing is don't take anything. Take some supplements, but eat some good, healthy yeah. food. And mm-hmm. Just lift weights. Right. You know, I mean, that's what you're going to have to do. I mean, and there's no shortcuts. You know, right. I've been doing this for 30 years, yep. and there's no shortcuts. I mean, you have to just put in the time, put in the, you know, you have to eat mm-hmm. the meals. you got to right. lift the weight. You know? Right. And I mean, it's, a, it's a daily it's daily. Every day. Yeah. Yeah. That you think about that. Right. Yep. Um, I've heard before, and I'm sure a lot of folks have heard it, that everything that you put in your mouth is basically medicine for your body. Right. It's just like a, it keeps you, a lot of things can keep you going, but how long and how well. You know, it's like if you put it in your mouth, it should be, it's, it's, a, it's a medicine to you. Yeah. You know, and if um, you get to a point, too, when you're bodybuilding or your fitness, the food you take in is this fuel. Right. You know, so you don't, I mean, A, yeah, you want it to taste good, but mostly it's fuel. So if you're going for protein, you know, you're just going to eat. Lean know, meats. Lean meats and stuff like that. You know, have some carbs in there. You, you know, maybe oh, some. How do you fight the, um, uh, everything that's out there today, like don't eat red meat, don't eat the chicken, don't eat this, um, don't eat that. You know, personally, me, you know, I've known people that I've, you know, worked out with and stuff like that and helped with diets. And, every, you know, I think the best book that I've found that really helps is Eat for Your Blood Type. I've known people that have a certain blood type and they read this book and they shouldn't eat red meat. And they shouldn't. I mean, it's proven. So, um, or my blood type. I have no problems with red meat, digesting it. I've never had a problem with it where maybe other people should be, you know, more fish, chicken, a little bit cleaner, you know, proteins. So if you were gonna, if you were looking at to get into bodybuilding, let's say, um, you would go see somebody first. That would be your recommendation to actually find out, you know. Yeah, I would get with somebody, you know, maybe a nutritionist. nutritionist or, you know, someone very knowledgeable with, you know, nutrition right. because um, you can lift weights all day long. That's not going to, you know, sure, you might get a little stronger, but without the food, you're never going to go anywhere. Right. Ever. So, I mean, you have to eat food. You have to eat clean food. You have to eat healthy food. You have to, you know, you got to feed your body. 
because you're breaking it down. Right. I mean, a lot of people, they eat, obviously can eat for a lot of different reasons. Right. A lot of people, you know, they eat fast because they like fast food. They yeah. like the way it tastes. Well, well it tastes good. Obviously, and, but a bodybuilder, per se, that's not their number one reason well, for eating. No. They're it's looking fuel. at it for fuel. Fuel. Yep. You know, like. Uh, it's not because I'm hungry. Just, you know, just say for like my breakfast. So I have anywhere from six to eight eggs, two pancakes, and a glass of orange juice and maybe some toast. And that's and, and some and some some most people could say, Wow, that's way too much, Chad. Right. But you burn it every day. Yeah. Lifting weights. Yeah. And Your body needs you couldn't do it if you didn't eat that much. I couldn't, you know, no. keep the you know, the regiment that I do. You know I, I seen I seen a little clip of Andre the Giant tonight tonight. Or maybe yesterday. Oh <laughs> yeah. He, um, David Letterman was interviewing him way back in the day, and uh, and David Letterman asked him, I, "I heard that you like beer, Andre. Oh yeah, is it true <laughs> that you drank 117 beers in one sitting? Oh, oh yeah. that's true. Yeah, because he's so big. The Have guy, you ever seen a beer can in his hand? I know it looks like, like a little. I know. You know it looks like a toy. Yeah, yeah. I, I seen this thing where this uh, I can't remember the wrestler, but he started out wrestling. And uh, but his first job was to uh, take Andre the Giant from the ring back to the hotel, and he he was telling the story. He says, "Yeah, you know, it was like forty five minutes back to the hotel. Gets Andre in the car and stuff like that, and he goes, stop here, all right.' And he gets uh, two cases of beer. All right, I guess the guy's getting drink tonight. Yeah. No, he no, finished that in forty five minutes before he got back to the yeah. hotel. I believe it. If you ever seen that guy next to a normal human being, no. Oh. It was it's, it's like unimaginable. It's like uh, it's uh, you almost don't believe it. Yeah, it's, I mean, you look at his hands; are, they're twice the size of a normal big man's hand. Right, and he was like seven three, four hundred and fifty, yeah. five hundred yeah. pounds. It's like a normal man's head, you could probably fit two heads inside his head. It was <laughs> yeah. huge. The yeah, guy was, was huge. He was huge. He was it, a giant. And to eat, you would have to eat a lot of food to keep to, that body going. Right, exactly. And what he did, um, he wasn't a bodybuilder, no. but he was very active in the rings and things and uh, in, the, in his wrestling career. Correct. And so he ate a lot. Yeah, he did. Yeah. yeah. Yep. That must have been just expensive being big. Oh, yeah. Well, now, you got to talk about even yourself, yeah. what you eat. It's expensive it's to expensive. stay fit. Oh, yeah. You know, we're talking about this resolution at the beginning of the year to well, go start going to the gym. Yeah, just, you know, the food, but you got to look at all the supplements. You know, and stuff like that. I mean, it gets it gets expensive. Yeah, and, and all the muscle shirts you have to buy, they got to be <laughs> expensive too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> those are expensive. Yeah. So, uh, but uh, fitness. I mean, and we can talk. I've seen people at the gym. They're on like the the machines, anyways. The mach- not free weights, but machines. Right. They're like they're they go in there with a great. Um, um, they want to be there, and they, but they don't have no training at all. So they and have if no it's idea. A, if it's like a Planet Fitness or a one of these gyms that are master, yeah, you, unless you pay extra money, you're in there by yourself. Right. So you go up to these machines, you look at them. It's got all these levers and levers and cables <laughs> and weights and little pins here, and you kind of look at it. Well, I've seen people on them backwards. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. You know, yeah. it's like, dude, you're going to hurt yourself. On yeah, you're going to break the machine or you're going to hurt yourself. <laughs> yeah, or so. cut your fingers off yeah, or you break wanna, your back. Right. Or, because uh, it can be dangerous in the gym if you're not careful with what you're dealing with a lot of weight. Oh, yeah. Well, then, you know, I mean, just pulleys and stuff like that. And, By know. the way, Chad did uh, uh, nearly 300 squats yesterday. 
um, at gym which totaled about 12,000 pounds. <laughs> in how many? About 40 minutes? Uh, about 45 minutes. Yeah. 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 12,000 pounds. Yeah. Uh, yeah. My legs hurt today. <laughs> yeah, they're a little bit crampy. Yeah. Yeah. When they start knotting up at night. Then... Well, if I was, let's go for a walk. Yeah, no. No, I already, I'm good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've had enough tonight. Yeah. You know, it's just like, uh, you know, anything with fitness, um, you know, like you, you know, you want to get, yep. you know, more heart healthy. Right. So, you know, you had uh, some heart issues. But, I did. You know, so. Very lucky. Yeah, lucky. And, uh, you know, you had a heart attack, but, you know, so you want to keep your heart, you know, it's a muscle. That's right. Your heart's a muscle, so you want to keep your heart strong. Right. Right. And, and the heart is a very unique muscle, though. Right. If you're in really bad shape, it can get big, which is not good. Because right. it works so much. Yeah. So well, it's not. Well, then it doesn't squeeze. You right. Know, it's dilated, so it doesn't yep. squeeze properly. So you got to be careful. With a, with a, yeah, with heart. Yeah. I mean, that's you know. a, and that's one of the most important, obviously, the part, most important muscle in your body. Yeah, it's your pistons, right? Yeah, there. that's it. That, um, everything revolves around that. Right. I mean, if you don't have a good yep. heart, you can't do anything else. You know, and the heart's a weird muscle, too, because, you know, it, it's not just plumbing, there's electrical right. to it. That's right. You know, because the electrical Multifaceted. side. Yeah. You know, the electrical side to it makes it squeeze and pump and That's right. everything else. So That's right. You know, I mean, uh, it's a very complex organ. Yeah. That was amazing to me that they can do transplants still to this day. You know, I even have a brother that does them. Yeah. And it's just amazing that they can take a heart and cut all the cables and the everything to it and put it in somebody else and make it work. I mean, to me, that's just amazing. Yeah, I mean, the whole stuff is just, that's crazy, the way they can do that. Hey, Katz, uh, by the way, Katz is our uh, director here. Uh, does Katz, a great you, job. You, uh, yeah, exactly, does a great job. You uh, told me the other day that they put two hearts in, in somebody. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah, they did. I never knew that that was possible. How, two hearts? Yeah, because they can, I've seen it before where they, uh, you know, they'll take another heart and this heart and they replumb it, you know, so... Well, is that like a twin turbo? <laughs> I mean, yeah, you can run twice as fast. You know? Yeah, I mean, no. what the hell, man? You know, I guess you got a spare. Yeah, as long as you know. I mean, I got some bad news for you, Mister Petrie. One of your hearts quit. Yeah, you still have one though. You still got one though. You're good to go. <laughs> Anyways, well, you know, I think that's probably. I, I think we. We there's a lot to talk about fitness. Oh. I mean, we could talk. Hours. Uh, we could make. And we will, I think, uh, down the road, uh, revisit this and talk about some sure. different uh, angles on it. And yeah, maybe we'll get a uh, you know yeah. a professional. In here. Yeah, we know them. Yeah, yeah, we'll get them in here. Well, I consider you a professional, in, so I mean, we, there's people out there that can talk on it just as well versed yeah. as you are. So um, sure, we have another topic that I think that we need to talk about. We've been talking about it for a while, and um, it's very it can be very serious. Uh, to be, you know, we're doing this these podcasts to have fun, uh, for the most part. You know, it's entertaining entertainment for ourselves. Yeah, bring up um, some topics. Yeah, that- uh, but some of these topics can be pretty serious, and this is one of them. And I think uh, um, we can talk about it a little bit. And it's capital punishment. Yeah, capital punishment. Um, exactly. You know, everybody in this country, um, this of age, can probably have his opinion about capital punishment. Right. What is it? Um, does every state have it? Um, what's your beliefs on it? Um, what kind of crimes uh, would... Fit the capital fit, punishment. Fit the know? capital punishment. How, you know, 
it, the, it goes on and on and on. Right. Reasons for it. Yeah. Um, I think, uh, you know, let's, let's get right into it. Um, okay. Uh, murder. <clears throat> what do you think? I mean, my opinion on murder is if they find you guilty without a reasonable doubt. Um, first degree murder you're talking about. Yeah, first degree murder. You know, where someone actually kills someone. I mean. Premeditated. Meditated, well, premeditated, whatever. You know, they kill them. Right. Um, I think you should be killed. That's my opinion. I think, it, you know, it's an eye for an eye. Right. If, uh, you know, I mean, it, whatever circumstances, they shoot you, they stab you, whatever, mm-hmm. um, I think, an, you know, an eye for an eye. I mean, there's a lot of people out there that think, well, you know, little Johnny, you know, he had a, little, he had a rough childhood and this and that, and, you know, he was abused as a child. Well, that sucks, but a lot of people have, and a lot of people have come out of that situation a lot better person. So um, I think that's a cop out. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I, I don't think spending millions of dollars on, let's say, his kid's twenty years old. He's uh, convicted of murder. You don't have a capital punishment state. Now he's in prison for the rest of his life, and millions and millions of dollars to keep this guy alive. Why? Right. He's he's in prison for the rest of his life. Obviously, he can't fit in society, so he has to fit in the system. Society. Well, the you know prison system. Right. So, why should we keep him alive? Well, one might say that you know, on the Christian side of it, is mm-hmm. uh, "Thou shalt not kill." So right. it's like a, um, a, like you say, an eye for an eye. But mm-hmm. you know, to, I was always told two wrongs don't make a right. But I feel, as far as murders are concerned, my feeling on it, um, I'm kind of torn between it a little bit. Uh, you know, it's easy to armchair um, a decision if it never happened to you. You're watching it, let's say, on TV or reading it in a paper. Right. Or watching well, it. Well, you these still murder, have a feeling. These though. murder shows. Yeah. You, um, to, but if it happens to you or in your family... Uh, your your tune might change. Um, yeah, I don't think mine. As, I don't think mine would be to the latter. Right. Of yeah, you know, maybe maybe we should let him. You know, just live his life out. Um, yeah, I, I know my beliefs, and I know that that wouldn't happen. Yeah, and that's what's great about our our society and our country is that we can have our own beliefs. And there's a lot of exactly. countries that don't yep. care what you think. Right. And you're instantaneously, if you do Killed. it that day, within you're the done. hour, you're in the ground. Yep. If you're lucky. Right. If they find you guilty, then, you know, for murder or whatever it is. And so you, you, we, we have a judicial system um, that some people think is very good and some people think is the worst one. Right. You know, so I, you know, I, it depends on the crime, really. Um, you know, you can kill somebody, obviously, with a car. Or something like that. Right. Somebody makes a bad mistake. Yep. Let's say, they're drunk. yeah, they're drunk and they're hanging out with their friends, and they do, right. you know, obviously the those well, capital punishment. Yeah, there's not first degree, you know, right? I mean, that's that's manslaughter at best. And because I always thought, and my feeling on it is, I don't think a human being in their DNA, in their brain, is programmed to kill. It's like. You just don't do it. I mean, it's like I don't think about it. Right. But there's people that do, and, and if it's in their brain and they got to, a problem, yeah, like Jeffrey Dahmer or something like that. You know, serial those, killers. Uh, and and unfortunately or fortunately, depending on which way you believe, right, depends on what state you're in. 
I mean, well, if Jeffrey well, Dahmer's in a non... Well, then, um, you know, so there's something wrong with them. I right. mean, obviously. In their brain. Chemical imbalance. Chemical imbalance or, you know, there's something yeah. wrong with them. Even in, you know, like we were talking about, uh, the primitive, most primitive, you know, in the animal kingdom. When a mother has pups or whatever, if there's one that is just off, A, she kills it. Or someone kills that, that animal You're knowing right. You're there's right. something wrong. That's you know, an instinct in, in, in our society. Level. Let's say there's something wrong with a baby. You would never kill it. You wouldn't. Right. But if there was something saying this baby is going to grow up not quite right, a it's going to have you know sociopathic tendencies or whatever, would you get rid of it? Right. You know to to prevent that. Well, I I believe um, also you know as far as human beings. You know, we have a natural way of handling it. It's called um, a miscarriage. A lot right. of times, when the when it's not going quite right uh, in the in the whether what trimester it is, the mother will abort the baby. Correct. Uh, it just natural. Yeah. But sometimes it doesn't happen, and you, and that and then that, you then you you right. gave birth to a Jeffrey Dahmer. Right, and then, you know, I mean, you look at Jeffrey Dahmer, or whatever. His parents might have divorced. It's like a million parents, but he didn't have a horrible childhood. Right. He didn't grow up getting beat and whipped and you know whatever for every day of his life. Right. He had a pretty normal childhood, mm-hmm. and he grew up killing people, eating them. I mean, that's some serious. I think that's a Jeffrey Dahmer. We're using Jeffrey Dahmer as an example. That's extreme. You're right. That's right. It's not the, it's not the, you know, it's an exception, not a rule. Right. In that case, I think, you know, there's not many of those guys. uh, Hopefully not. Hopefully not. You know, you never know until they get caught. I mean, nobody knows about these guys. Right. Some of those guys, you know, it's like, holy smokes. I mean, they've been doing it for years. Years. Like, yeah. Pretty good at it. Uh, You know, um, (laughs) I think, you know, the worst thing that can happen, I think, in fearful, one of the biggest things with capital punishment is you got the wrong guy or he's uh, incorrectly uh, um, convicted. Right, correct. I think that was more, to me, that's more so in the past. We have some great technology right now as far as DNA. Everything. I mean, it's pretty hard. The science to to it, yeah. Yeah. they're finding that, well, you got the Innocence pro- Project. You've heard about yep. the Innocence. They, yep. You know, these guys, that's their main goal is to, uh, so, to go revisit these old cases. Yep. That now they can do the DNA research on the right, old and evidence. Right, people, hey, wait a minute. These guys are innocent. They're innocent. Yeah. You know? Some of them are on death row. Right. Got off. You know, I mean, that's horrible. That is horrible. Could you imagine being uh, well, executed and you didn't do it? Right. <laughs> that's uh, the worst thing that can happen. Luck of the draw. <laughs> it, you know, yeah, you know I well, mean, yeah, well, I mean, it sucks. That would be horrible. But I would say nowadays, I would say probably a good 90% of you, you're probably guilty. Or uh, guilty by association. <laughs> right. You know, I mean, it's not like someone knocking on my door yeah. saying, hey, uh, Chad, um, we're going to take you to jail because we think you killed someone. It's never happened. Yeah. So, and it probably never will. But if it did you would probably think a little bit different. Right, exactly. I would. If you know what, if I'm innocent, and some of these guys are, it seemed like they would know, because I would, my body language would tell, I'm innocent. I'm innocent. Whoa. (laughs) Yeah. Whoa. You know? Yeah. I mean, it's... People that, you know, you can see it. You've seen the videos. You've seen, you know, tapes from police departments where people are guilty, and they catch them, and they're just, uh, you know... 
There's well, the problem with uh, trying to get yourself out of something like that, you only can tell a lie so many times before you start changing it. Exactly. You know, and they know you can't. That. You yeah. can't. If but if you're innocent and you know the facts, you know you never thing. change your you story. Never changes. It never this changes. Is what I right. happened now? Exactly. There is such thing as coercion and all that kind of thing. Right. In, in you know, but if you were truly innocent, happened. I would never. Yeah. Cop to yeah. something I didn't do. Yeah. I wouldn't. No. You know, and that just, you know, goes back to, you know, I mean, there's a lot of different levels of, you know, our capital system. You know, I mean, there's, you know, I mean, so let's say they, they, you know, I mean, this gets really deep, but let's say someone, uh, you know, you have a 10 year old daughter and some, you know, guy rapes your daughter, kills her, buries her. What do you think? You know, I mean, so. Um, I would think your level of consciousness and your level of humanity would pretty much leave. Right. You know, um, so, you know, turning yourself into a killer right. might change. It's happened. You know. <laughs> There's been a lot of uh, um, vigilante killings or yeah. uh, people that have. Right. And there's actually... Uh, Pretty well documented ones, yeah. Uh, where uh, crimes were committed and people take it out on them, the right. family will retaliate. Yeah, and uh, yep. they at that point they don't care whether they're going to prison or what. Right, they don't care because a you killed their loved one. Yep. That you know, I mean, especially a child. Mm-hmm. That's pretty. You know, I mean, innocent. You know, I yeah. mean, that's like that's like someone killing a dog. You know, in my eyes, if I seen someone hitting a dog or beating a dog, I'd probably right. go over there and beat the living shit out of them because, right. I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. nine times out of ten, dogs are pretty much innocent. They just want to be right. loved, pet, That's and, right. you know, they just want to be your friend. Same thing with children. You know, they're, right. they're pretty innocent. You know, you talk about the, you know, the, the using a daughter and the killing and that yeah. kind of stuff. It It also goes without saying that it has to be beyond a, a doubt that this guy did it, right? Exactly. Because if if somebody came to your house and took your son away and said they did that to somebody else and you know they didn't, you would <laughs> you would be yeah. yeah. I mean, I would be it like, could, wait a yeah. minute. The, the, yeah. ju- is the judicial right has to be part of it. Yeah, a big part of it. Yeah, he has to be a huge part of and it, and it has to be without a doubt right uh, that this guy did you it. You know, and that's why I hope that our judicial system with our peers, especially when we go to trial. Right. You know, or something like that. Mm-hmm. Our peers are it's supposed, supposed to, to work. It's supposed to work. You know, our peers are supposed to look at it objectively. Right. Not subjectively, but right. objectively. And look at it and, you know, take all the facts and figures and everything like that and say, you know, make a you know a wise decision saying you are guilty. Right. You know, and that's where I think, you know, different country or, you know, states have the death penalty. Right. So, you know, if you are guilty of murder, then, you know. But I just think if you're guilty of murder and they find you guilty of murder, why are they on death row for 10, 15, right. 20 years? Well, death is permanent. Right. And so exactly. there's always appeal process. Appeal process and this and that. But, you know, I mean. It's part of our system. Right. You know, it's, just, yep. it's been there forever. And yep. they have to, you know. They have to adhere to it. And, yeah, because obviously you don't want an innocent person going to death row. Correct. I understand that. So, but to me. But, I would think that if I was on death row and I actually did it, I would just accept my punishment. Yeah, and at that say, point. you know, instead what? of appealing, it. what man are you appealing? Up. Man up. Yeah, you know, man up, nut up, yeah. whatever you want to do. If I can say, hey, you know, I, yeah, yeah, 
Yeah, I did kill that fucker. You know, just get the you know get the injection done, and let's you know get on with life. You know, or not. Right. Or get on with your life. Yeah, get on with your life. I'm you know because that's you know the lethal no. injection. And I'm not meaning to laugh at this, but it's right. like a it's you know it's multifaceted. It's very multifaceted. You know, yeah. and, and probably I mean this probably hurts a lot of people's feelings and stuff like that. But there's a lot of people out there that are you are know, hurt. You know that are from this stuff. Yeah, yeah. really. Yeah. You know, I mean, this guy they, shouldn't be walking around right now. He shouldn't be. He, he shouldn't took be walking these lives. Why is this guy? Why are we paying for this guy? He's been on death row for fifteen years. One of my most famous, uh, or not most famous, but the one that comes to my head the most is uh, about murders and going to uh, um, trial, and the, the evidence is overwhelming. OJ, how yeah. did he get off from that? Was it just lawyers? Lawyers, money. I mean, who? I mean. Money. The majority of people believe, just like me, that he did. I mean, I, you know, all I had to do is... Yeah, I mean, it's... But that's not good enough. You have to prove it. Prove it, exactly. Reasonable and, doubt, and they did and, prove it. But do you think their lawyers knew that he did it? Well, I'm pretty sure they knew. I'm sure they did, but they were getting paid millions of dollars, and they swore an oath yeah, to for per, whatever, to, their defense attorney, so they swore an oath. Just like a doctor, you know, they swore an oath to uphold. It's just hard the to law. witness that stuff. It is, it is, you know. But that's that's our judicial system until they change it. Money can get you out. Oh yeah, of a lot it's of proven. Situation. Yeah, it's proven. See, money don't make happiness, but it does if you're in court. <laughs> yeah, it does if you're in court, and uh, you know, you need a team of lawyers. Right, exactly. So I mean, <laughs> if yeah, but um, you know, I mean, this is a very this is like. You know, I mean, there's a lot of uh, ins and outs, ups and downs. Lots of bad credit. Obviously, you know, it's. I used to, and I remember when uh, um, the Middle East came over and knocked our buildings down. Yeah. That night or that next day, George Bush was standing on the pile of that stuff and says, we're coming for you. And the whole country said, yes, let's go. Right. But then the years out, no, don't do it. Don't, you know, we don't want no more of this. Right. We don't mean it anymore. It reminds me of, like, the uh, if somebody kills somebody, right. they say, take them out back. He should take it. I hear people saying it all the time. Yeah. They should never even let this guy out of, you know, yeah. out of the courtroom. Should have been taken out back right then. Get a $2 bullet. Yeah. But then right. they change their tune right. after. Yeah. You know, so yeah. it's, it's. You know, I think, I think if uh, a guy is proven guilty. Without a shadow of a doubt. That has to be. That's the key. That's the key to it. It can't be Um, circumstantial evidence. I don't see any reason to prolong his life, to prolong the taxpayers for paying for this guy. I mean, if this guy gets sick, who's got to pay for it? We do. If he needs a heart transplant, we have to pay for it. He needs, you know, whatever. But uh, I just don't see where our, you know, you go to other countries, this shit would never happen. Ever. You go to China, never happened. Humanity uh, can be a good thing, too. Oh, it can. You know, there's a lot of uh, good things to our country, and humanity's part of that, and that's some of the reason why we don't. Um, but there's good parts to that. Um, right. And that gets on people's but hearts. But I think and, humanity, you're not going to see that in the uh, you know, court system no. and stuff like that. No. That's why it's called humanity. It's not called, you know, right. Judge Wapner. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's right. why, 
you know, humanity is, you know, humanitarian things. Right. You know, where people are helping other people. They went to a crisis. They so went you're basically to, focused on the good, get rid of the bad. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know. Let's I mean, put all if, of our energy If towards, there's, you know, a bad apple, get rid of it. You know, it's going to spoil the other apples. So why not get rid of the right. bad one? You know, a lot of them cases, too, take care of themselves in prison, too. Yeah, they do. A lot of those they guys. Do. Uh, um, they do. But, I mean, you look at how many billions of dollars we spend as a country just on the prison system. Right. It's, you know, it's, it's ungodly. Well, we have a pretty good, as far as being a convict, we have a pretty good prison system compared to a lot of countries. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I was watching this uh, series where they went to the worst prisons in the world. Right. And so you went to the worst prisons in the world, and this guy, you know, checked them out and whatnot, and there was this place in, uh, I want to say like the Netherlands or Denmark or something like that. It was a high-tech prison, and let's say, like, here you go to solitary confinement, and you sit in a cell with no windows, no nothing, it's, you know, five by five or whatever. Well, there, your solitary confinement is in a cell that's just big enough for you to stand in, and you're there for day, two days, whatever. If you have to go to the bathroom, well, you know. Just go. You just go, and you can't sit you can't lay down. You can't do nothing. You can stand there because that's as big as it is. That's solitary confinement. Or there's places like Bangladesh or something like that where they open the gates. There's hubbles. And, all right, you just go in there and it's a free-for-all. If you make it out in five years or whatever your sentence is, God right. bless. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's probably a deterrent. Well, Exactly. <laughs> You know, there used to be uh, places in the country, I don't know if they still do this, if you stole, you know, if you're a thief, cut your hand off. You're not going to steal with that hand again. Right. You know, and you only got one left, so the chances of you stealing again, you know, are pretty good. Right. You know, (laughs) are pretty less. Right, uh, It's it's cut in half, Joe. It's actually 50%. Right, exactly. Um, When we were, uh, I was in Ireland before, they don't carry guns. They carry batons. And mm-hmm. if you uh, mess up, you know, they're going to beat the living shit out of you. So most of the criminals know they don't need to shoot you. They're just going to thump you pretty damn good. So, um, we, you know, I mean, so that tells you the level of, you know, we're here. They have to carry guns because everybody else carries guns. Right. We're there. You know they can't carry guns, but right. you're going to get thumped if you. I could, I could see that. You know, you know, if we could, and that's some of our. Uh, you know, people could talk about. Um, you know, the Second Amendment and uh, gun, carrying guns and the gun, the the we'll amount of guns. Junior. Yeah, that's, <laughs> the amount of guns in the country, whether yeah. you're on one side or the other, right. uh, it's a it's a fact that we have a lot of guns in this country. Yeah, we do, it's and we and constitution. And people will say we have a right to. Yep, that's in their constitution. Yep. Um, but they can lead into obviously problems, and uh, and as soon as we get that under control somehow, whatever the answers are to those, right, uh, I would say normal citizens, normal human beings, I, they don't have a problem. You know, I have I uh, totally agree. I know, um, you know, a lot of people uh, that have multi guns and they're very safe and yeah. secure with them. I have multi guns and I've never yeah thought never about thought once going out and shooting yeah. someone. Um, you know, ever. I know the uh, people that have the uh, guns that are the so-called assault weapons too. That have them are just right, they keep them, them for locked up. Practice yeah, they, or whatever, just have fun. Um, 
But obviously, they get in the wrong hands. Exactly. Um, right. It, that's my point, is the wrong hands. Wrong. Uh, yeah. it, it's, it can turn bad, and it creates a lot of animosity in our country, and we're going to have to visit that one day. Yeah. We'll maybe get some uh, a panel of some guests in here that have both pro and con yeah and talk about it you know yeah, talk about gun control yeah because um you know? i agree with both sides there's there's things that can happen that uh, i can see both sides i really do oh yeah i can see both and, sides. you know i mean i'm a i for the most part i'm a um constitutionalist i believe in the second amendment but the funny thing is i have never owned a gun i don't have a gun really but i believe in it wholeheartedly okay so right i mean I don't know what to say other than that. Um, yeah. But. You know, you I know, got quite a few We were afforded that in our Constitution. And, yeah, we're not the same people as we were back then. But, right. you know, uh, you know but, there's I still mean, bad people with them yeah. do bad things with you them. You know, and we're in rural America. We're not in the suburb. You know, in yeah. the in We're in a whole different city. part of the country. We're, you know, we're not in the inner yeah. cities and stuff like that. So yeah. I can't speak for them. Exactly. You know, if I lived I in the inner city. I fully understand that, yeah. You know, if I lived in the inner city, I might, yeah. my views might be totally different. Right. There's no deer here in the inner well, city. Well, then I don't have to sit out and go, you know, I mean, fight for my life to go to the grocery store either. Right. And I don't have to you have, know? like you were uh, telling me the other day where um, you were some part in the country. I don't know where it was, but you went to get a pizza and they handed it through bulletproof. Proof glass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's bad. Yeah, that was an inner city, and that's yeah, that's not good. you know that's not good. No, so um, you know, I mean, and you got to look at those situations too. So, I mean, that's a totally different situation that you or I ever grew up with. So we right. can't you know speak on that. Because that's all I've ever grown up with is hunting and, and uh, target and, and practice good, and good stuff you, like that. Good yeah. common sense gun use. I never have been on the other side of it. Right. Um, unfortunately, there's millions of families uh, out there that have uh, had bad experiences in their families or people they've known yep. with weapons. Um, but the fact of the matter is people can be killed in multiple ways. If it's not a gun, it's a knife. If it's not a knife, it's a bomb. Right. It's if not it's a not bomb, a bomb yeah. it's a Blood yeah. pipe, it's a you know a bottle or whatever. If somebody has it in their heart to kill you, they're going to kill you right. with a, whatever weapon they have. Yeah, exactly. To me, yeah. but you know, Chad, we can. Like I said, we're 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 these podcasts are about having fun, yeah. and we are having fun. We're having a civil conversation about it, Correct. and we want to continue having these kind of things. Yeah. It's a very serious topic. Hopefully, people listened um, and um, you know you have opinions. Uh, We'd be glad to hear about them. So, yeah. So, I think, I'm Chad. Yeah, man. I'm Dave, and this is Two Bourbons in the Truth, and hopefully, we'll see you shortly. Yeah. Good night. Good night.